Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and in keeping with my passion to help dads become heroes, today I'm going to be giving you another tool for your fathering toolbox that will equip you as a dad to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter and your son need you to be. Well, before we begin, I want to review the template that I use every week. On your mark, get set, go. So picture yourselves as dads standing side by side each other, ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme each week. Get set. I'm filling that in with stories and stats. And go is your action step so that you can put your love into action this week for your kids. Well, today on your mark is dad, tell her your story. Got that? Dad, tell her your story. And as the title suggests, now that we're getting into the get set part, today I'm going to be telling you as dads ways that you can share your life story with your daughters. And as always, you can apply these things to your sons, but you know that I directly speak about the dad-daughter relationship. Well, this means, dads, that you will be moving from lecture mode and teaching mode into an I'm letting you know about me more kind of mode. Does that make sense? So as you tell your daughter your story, your life story, she will get to know you more. And that is building a bridge between your heart and your daughter's heart. And hopefully after this conversation, you will be more willing to open up about your life with your kids. Now, here's why stories are powerful. I'm probably stating the obvious, but it's because stories allow us to know someone in real time and in real life. So it's not just that there's a lesson tucked in there, which oftentimes there is, as you know, but it's that a bond is formed between the speaker and the listener. In fact, think about any time that you've heard a teacher or a preacher tell whatever it is they're saying to you or to the audience, the more stories they put into their talk or their sermon, the more you retain the information. It's like the information hangs on the stories. Well, if that's what works with effective communication from a stage, why not have that be something that you introduce more intentionally into the way that you communicate with your daughter and your sons? Well, I think about my cutie pie mama, where a couple of her favorite verses actually tie to this theme. One of them is Psalm 107, verse 2, which says, Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Isn't that powerful? And everywhere she goes, honestly, my mom is like this magnet and people just tend to open up their stories to her. Seriously, everywhere she goes, people even just recently, we went on a trip together and someone on the plane turned around and said, I love your mom. Well, you know why? Because she asks questions and then reveals some things about her life story. So it builds a bridge to people she meets. She lives that out. I want to tell my story. She also loves the hymn, Blessed Assurance. Maybe you grew up on that hymn where it begins begins with these words. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. You know that one. It's this is my story. And then I'm just telling it in a song. So as a way to introduce this concept of telling your story, dads, I want to share an observation of something I've noticed in the past few years. And it's that the word story keeps popping up more and more everywhere we look. In fact, the first time was probably about five years ago when I went to a storyline. It was called Conference in San Diego by Donald Miller. 
So it was like this whole draw to me when my first book was just coming out was to know more about the power of story. That's what they called it. Since then, there's another one I've heard about called the Story Workshop. A friend of mine went to that with Dan Allender last year, where everyone that came, men and women, were encouraged to tell their stories, write them down. And I love the fact that there was an atmosphere created that supported the telling of story in this story workshop. So when you think about knowing someone's story, the raw, the real, the ugly, the good, the bad, you think about how so often we bond more with that person. Why? Because they're more real. And we're like, boy, if they've had a tough thing that they've overcome, I can tell them about the tough thing, either that I haven't overcome or that I have overcome. Because in telling the story, that's where the walls come down, the masks come off, and we really get to know each other. I think about the fact that Jesus was a master storyteller. I love that Jesus told stories wherever he went. And I remember the time where I was so struck by the fact that Jesus was willing to tell a story. And he was willing to say to the woman at the well, I know your story. I know your story. And he lays it out in front of her, right? Like you've been married five times. The man you're with now isn't even your husband. And she went in and told everyone, this is the man who's told me everything about my life. In knowing her story, he built a bridge to her heart to then say, I'm your living water. So there's such power in story, isn't there? I love that in Matthew 13, verses 10 through 15, the disciples came up to Jesus and they asked him, why do you tell stories? Here's what he said. You've been given insight into God's kingdom and you know how it works. A little bit later, he says, whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insights and understandings flow freely. But if there is no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. That's why I tell stories. So that's in the Message Bible, right? Here's what Jesus said. I tell stories to create readiness, to nudge the people toward receptive insight. Isn't that a powerful way that Jesus said it? So as you as a dad think about telling your story to your children, you are also creating a readiness and you may be nudging your little people in your life, your kids, toward receptive insight. How's that for a powerful way to say it? So, Dad, have you ever considered that one of the most effective tools in your fathering toolbox is telling stories from your own life? Most dads I've talked with, including my own dad, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that today, do not think about telling your story to your kids. Don't even think about it as a powerful tool in your toolbox. I love how author Anne Lamott said it when I heard her a few years ago speak at Powell's Books in Beaverton, and here's what she said. I wrote this down because it really struck me. She said, if you talk about real stuff, then the right people will hear you and say, me too. What she said next blew me over. She said, me too will heal people. This is long before the Me Too movement arose in in the States here, but really she said, If you tell your story, other people will relate and say, me too. Well, dads, the more you tell your story to your daughter, to your son, she will know you, he will know you, and what you are essentially saying is, I get you, or at least I want to try and understand you. I want to look through your eyes and validate you, and I'm going to share similar things from my life where I didn't have it all together at your age either. You see how that builds a bridge because you're saying, me too. 
I've not always gotten it right either. So you're saying, let me tell you about something I did and maybe either how I learned the hard way, I did the wrong thing, or how I remedied it and did the right thing. Because your daughters need to know that you've made the mistakes too. Maybe similar ones, maybe different ones, because your story will have more impact because it's backed up with your real life experience. And you're not just telling her what to think, what to do. You're building a bridge to her heart by telling your story. This is why I think in some ways this concept of storytelling is really making a resurgence because storytelling, by and large, has become a lost art. You know, we're not sitting out on the porch in rocking chairs telling stories of the day. So even storytelling is a way to process brokenness and woundedness because we're getting it out in front and telling the stories. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about why I love stories especially as it relates to my relationship with my dad, is he's a dad that when we grew up, he would tell us stories. We, when he would tuck us in bed, we would put what we called a, an imaginary thinking cap on his head. He would close his eyes and we'd go, do you have the story yet? And he would say, no. And we'd go, okay. And he would tell us these made up stories. One of the favorite ones he told was about Whirlybird, this horse named Whirlybird, who was always looking for green grass to eat on the other side of the fence that lured him much more than the green grass on this side of the fence. And even though his mother told him never to go over the fence and eat the grass because there was a big angry bull over there, he did it anyway. And when he did it, the obviously the little bull chased him across the field and he barely made it to the other side of the fence and his friends laughed at him. So my dad would end by saying, and Whirlybird learned that when he disobeyed his parents, it didn't end up well because his mom had his best interest at heart. So clearly at that young age, my dad made the lesson obvious. But the older that we get as daughters, as sons, when we hear the life story, maybe the lesson doesn't have to be pointed out quite so obviously. But it's a powerful thing, dads, when you tell your stories. Well, if you're like my dad, you may think, I don't think my life story is all that interesting. I remember my dad and I talked about that a few years ago, and he said, I never thought my life story was all that interesting, so I've never thought to tell it to you. And you've heard me talk before about how my dad and I started this tradition after we would do grocery shopping at Costco and We would take dad-daughter selfies in the aisle with things that were there, even at this other grocery store, becoming a fun bonding thing for us. Kind of silly, but bonding. Is on the way home, 10-minute drive, I would say, Dad, tell me a story from your life. So it had a beginning and an end, right? It wasn't like, how long do I have to sit here? Right? You dads think that. That's a long time. It was 10 minutes, and my dad would come ready to tell me another story about his life. And I loved these stories. Sometimes he would say, I don't have any more. I'm like, tell me another one again. So if your daughters are like me, they're going to want to hear your stories because it's like you're a living history book, honestly. But here's the deal. I think some men don't want to be seen as weak or vulnerable. So if you're telling a story where you blew it or you learned the hard way, you may think, I don't want my daughter or my son to know that, where you have to admit being triggered or bothered or overreactive or put in jail or some dramatic thing that you did wrong. But the truth for me as a daughter, here's what I can say. When my dad has opened up stories to me, I have never had a critical thought toward him, ever. It's just more inquisitive, like I'm wanting to say, really, then what happened? Then what happened? Not, Dad, you're a loser for doing that. It's that he lets me know him. 
And I think many of you men have been taught like, don't ever let them see you sweat. Don't ever let them see you weak because then someone's going to come on the backside and do something to you with what they know or hurt you. But men, that is not being fully human or fully alive. You can respond to a trigger with a real emotion, with a real story of having blown it where you had a big overreaction because that's about, honestly, being human, right? So then when your daughter has a big overreaction, you're saying, I know, I was like that at your age too because you've allowed yourself to remember back. And God's given all of us emotions, you know that, but it's men too. It's not just women. And I believe that you men oftentimes have been trained to be dishonest about what you're really feeling, right? It's not manly. So you stuff your emotions only to have it boil over in an explosion of anger, or you're numbing that out through an addictive behavior that takes that edge off, right? Whether it's alcohol, excessive television watching, maybe it's an obsession with sports, maybe it's workaholism, even pornography, because you're saying, I don't know what to do to manage the emotion inside of me. But if my hypothesis here is true, you know, could it be that you as dads, if you were more willing to talk about your past, talk about your emotions and tell the stories, yes, talk about what you felt in that story or what you feel now, that you would find real release for what you carry deep inside. Obviously, I believe the answer to that is yes. And though I'm not saying that your daughter should be your confidant, your therapist, that kind of thing, I'm saying, dads, why not set your mind to this new concept of telling her more of your story? Because it's a gift to her and to yourself. I truly believe that, that by telling your daughter your story, that you will be even giving her more grace and patience because you will have remembered some things that you may have forgotten had you not had an opportunity to tell her about your story. Well, let me give you an example of how this is helpful to daughters, not just to me. I recently had a conversation with an adult daughter who told me, my dad drives me crazy when he talks with his mouth full. We're sitting there eating, and there's my dad talking over the food in his mouth. I know, men are from Mars. You guys don't care about that stuff like we do on Venus. But she was just telling me, it drives me batty, okay? But then here's what she said to me, literally. She said, but then I remembered him telling me about his life as a little boy. And in his family, as they all sat around the table, they would have to talk with their mouthful Because it was such a big family, you had to say whatever you had to say while your mouth was full or you wouldn't get a word in edgewise. And she said, when I remembered him as a little boy, my anger went away, my kind of my irritation with him. And she said, I had compassion and her emotional response immediately shifted. Look at that because dad had told her that story actually very recently. It gave her more compassion. So let me ask you a question, men, that goes Back to what I was saying about not being able to admit weakness. Do you ever believe or have you received the message that women are the ones who get to lead the way in vulnerable self-disclosure and honesty about feelings while you have to walk in a different direction on a different path where you have to be tough like the other guys? Again, if you're like most dads, you have been given that message and you've been walking it out. And what I'm saying today, again anew in this talk Dad, tell her your story, 
especially as a shrink, right? I'm, I'm at my day job is where I sit in a counseling office and I get to listen to people's stories. And oftentimes my style is to tell them my own. So based on that, based also on interactions that I've had with men for years now in the ABBA project where they sit around the room and I get to hear their stories and they hear each other's stories and from emails that I've received from men across the country who reveal their struggles to me. Here's what I'm saying to you now is that men, when you begin to tell your stories and allow real emotion to accompany the story, you will find release and healing and bonding with the people you're opening up with. That's what I have seen in living color in real life. I cannot begin to tell you the power that happens in the ABBA project as a group of about 12 men sit in a circle. I'm the token female there. And I say men cry. Men cry. The other thing they tell me is the reason we talk is because there aren't women here that we're competing with. Okay, that is really what they tell me. And I'm like, wow, you guys talk and you guys feel when you know you're in a forum where it is encouraged and supported and invited. And so dads, I want you outside of the dads that are doing the group processing with me to take this to heart and really begin to say, I want to be more intentional and mindful about opening up my story. Because here on the Dad Whisperer, I am all about facilitating more positive connections, right, between dads and daughters. And one powerful way to strengthen the connection with your daughter is to tell her your story. And even though I know that it's hard to tell some of the stories, it really is a deposit that you put into your relational account with your daughter, which is a gift of knowing you, warts and all, a work in process, human and real. Here's how my friend Taylor Smith just said it when I was asking her to tell me how she would put it into words about the power of story. She said, anytime I question whether or not to share my honest story, I am confronted with the reality that my story is not my own. It's God's story for me. And holding back my story would mean holding back the story God needs the world to see and to hear. Well, what I did in preparation for this show today is I asked my dad a few questions about this whole topic so that you could hear what it's been like for him on the other end to tell me his stories. So the first question I asked was, Dad, what is it like or what has it really been like for you to have me want to hear your life stories? Here's what he said. When you would ask me to share something of my life as a child, a teenager, or a young adult, I felt privileged to think you wanted to know something about me beyond just the surface level of what you have seen all your life with me as your father. It always has been special in that it was like I was pulling back the shade and letting you take a glimpse into life in the past. In doing so, I believed you wanted more insight into me as a person, which I think also helped you to understand yourself. For many things that we talked about, you would say, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, which was an expression I've used throughout life that shows we become like our teachers in how we respond, or I would add, this is my editorial, or become like our parents, whether we want to or not. And then my dad went on to say, listening to your responses, Michelle, was always a delight to me as a father as you gained greater insight into me and my behavior and perhaps the rationale for why I made the choices I've made in my life. Thanks, Dad. That's really good. Okay, I went on and I said, Dad, what's it been like for you to tell your stories and have you ever been triggered? Here's what he said. 
Telling a story, I believe, is like peeling an onion because there are layers, and the more you process, the more it unravels, and the more you get to see the core of the person and what has made that person who he or she is today. So he said some of the stories were embarrassing, others were funny, but since you asked, I wanted you to know why I did what I did and when I did it and how times have changed. Your response is like, oh, dad, I can never believe you were a part of a gang since you only knew me now after I accepted Christ and you knew little about my life on the streets of Chicago and making my first gun when I was eight years old. It all was kind of surprising to you. He went on to say it kind of mystifies one to think that kind of thing has happened in the past for the person they're listening to, but it no longer exists today in who that person is because you get to see what God has done in that person's life and in my life. So I said, Dad, what is hard about telling your story to me as a daughter? He said, I guess the hardest part is that I haven't always told you everything. Not that I didn't tell you a lot, but there are things that are way too personal or embarrassing that I wouldn't have even told my mother, let alone my daughter. Actions I have been ashamed of and choices that were absolutely wrong and should have been in jail for shows the amazing redemption God offers each one of us, and especially me in challenging a life that was going nowhere. I said, okay, dad, what would you tell other dads that would help them open up more, particularly since that's not your natural bent, and I'm guessing other dads are in the same boat? He said, men are like a mysterious island. The closer you get to them, the island moves away. In telling stories, I always think about why does this person want to know this? What is their motivation? What will they do with it? He said, most men are closed up tighter than a clam, and it's the unusual man who can let it all out. You, Michelle, know more about me than any of your other siblings because you have asked. Most men aren't going to go around and say, hey, let me tell you about my exploits as a teenager and the time I got this gal pregnant or when I robbed a candy store or how we set so-and-so's house on fire. That just doesn't come out and few are willing to share stories like that. He went on to say that he's been a part of a lot of hunting groups where men sat around the fire and the stories came out. But he said, sharing in that context, I believe, is what men do, but it doesn't happen very often for obvious reasons. But when there is acceptance and you feel a part of a group where there's no embarrassment in sharing, men will share. He said, don't believe I would be a good candidate to tell other dads how to do it and don't know any dads who could answer that as well. Well, for your go step today, I want to be a little more specific and say, dads, if you're ready to tell your daughter your story, here's a grid that you can work off. One I came up with that I think will help this make more sense. The fast version is this, right? Men are like, get to the point. One, tell what happened. Two, tell what you learned. Three, invite questions. So if you want the fast, get to the point version, it's dad, tell what happened, tell what you learned from what happened, and invite questions. But now here's another grid. This is a five-point model that you as a dad can use to tell your story. One, tell her about your life chronologically, like one year at a time. Like you could do one age. Here's something that happened when I was born, that first year of life. So one way to tell her is your story chronologically one year at a time. Another way is two Tell her about your life seasonally, one season at a time. So my dad would tell me stories sometimes at a time of year. It would be like really cold out. And he would go, let me tell you about when we, you know, skated on the ice on a frozen lake in Chicago and I fell and I cut my, you know, my eyebrow with a can that was sticking out and my mom had to sew it at home with no anesthetic. See, the season provided a way for him to tell a story. So one, tell her about your life chronologically, one year at a time, two, 
Tell about your life seasonally, one season at a time. Three, tell her about your life thematically, one topic at a time. So you could tell her about jobs. You could tell her about school. You could tell her about sports, friends, girlfriends, dating, adventures, risks. See how it has a topic. You could do that. Number four, tell her about your life spiritually, one theme at a time. So you could tell her about significant times with God, camping, where God met you in nature, questions you've had, parts of the Bible that have had meaning. And number five, tell her about your life relationally, one person at a time. Like my dad has done, tell her about the guy you used to be. Tell her about men that have influenced you, about family members, people that have had an impact on your life, coaches, pastors, relatives, teachers, mentors, on it goes. So you got that, dads? Tell her about your life chronologically, number one. One year at a time. Number two, tell her about your life seasonally, one season at a time. Three, tell her about your life thematically, one topic at a time. Four, tell her about your life spiritually, one theme at a time. And five, you could tell her about your life relationally, one person at a time. Well, dads, today we've been talking about telling your daughter your story. You've heard me share about my life and my dad's life. I hope that's been helpful. So dads, this week, set your intention to tell your daughter one story about your life that you've never told her. As always, you can write to me at drmichelle at thedadwhisper.com. You can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com where I have free resources. And always, you can go to the Dad Whisperer podcast on iTunes where you can listen anytime to any past shows and share them with your friends. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to have you here. Dads, get out there and intentionally and consistently love your daughters. Go Dads. Go Dads.